The Gift Keeps Giving Read to you by the author, Dick Dirksen Hungry for learning and hopeful about their future, the children asked if they could attend a nearby private school, a place that was known for the number of graduates who went on to university. We're so sorry, Stain and Gladys Musangilia told their children. We don't have enough money to send you to that private school. Well, let's pray for the money, the children responded. God has always provided what we needed before. I'm sure he'll provide again. So began the adventure. Parents and children praying morning and evening and throughout the day, reminding God about school, hopes, and funds. A few mornings later, Father Stain's morning prayer walk was interrupted by a stranger carrying a bulky package. Mr. Stain, the stranger called. I have a gift for you. Stain stopped, greeted the man, and accepted an odd-shaped package. It's broken, but I hear you're the kind of person who can fix things, and my wife and I thought that maybe you could get it going again and use it somehow. Maybe. What's in it? Stain asked, hefting the package, testing its bulk and weight, and imagining what surprise might be inside. Oh, it's a mixer for making bread, a very old one. The bowl is dented and the motor has stopped spinning, but it makes excellent bread. You can make it work again. I know you can. Stain wasn't so sure. He liked bread, but knew nothing about making it. And though Gladys was a marvelous cook, she had always bought their bread, not baked it. The problem with the motor? Yeah, that was something he might be able to fix. Thank you, friend, Stain said and turned to take the gift home to Gladys. Gladys laughed, and so did the children. But Stain set the package out back and rushed off to work. On the way home, he stopped at a store and bought several pounds of flour, just in case. That night, he worked long over the bulky motor. It took chipping off red rust, rewinding and attaching frayed wires, along with some beating and pounding and urgent praying. But by morning, the motor was spluttering the ancient bowl to a wobbly spin. Bread was a possibility. <laughs> Gladys laughed. And so did the children. But this time the laughter was tinged with hope. Stain was dreaming a bakery. Shelves filled with loaves, rolls, and maybe even croissants. We'll call it the Sky Chef Bakery, Stain announced, and it will send you to university. Everyone worked, and the dreams began to show some promise. Customers began telling others about the wonderful rolls they could buy at the Sky Chef Bakery, and the girls attended a new school. Stain and Gladys struggled to keep their bakery on its feet while their two girls, Chibale and Kunda, applied to attend Copper Belt University, some thousand kilometers from their home in Livingston, Zambia. Despite the bakery's growing success, the family only had enough money to cover the fuel to take their girls to the university. No money for fees. The need? Yeah, it sent them back to praying as a family, this time including the urgency that university was opening in two days. Sensing hope, the family left for Copperbelt, 
No money in their pockets for fees, just the good scholastic records both girls had earned, hoping these might be enough for bursaries at the university. They stayed one night at Stain's younger brother's home near the university and applied for bursaries the following morning. Don't worry, the girls said. God has provided for us thus far. He will not give up on us now. The whole family prayed for Chibale and Kunda, and then Stain and Gladys left Copperbelt for their home in Livingston. We left the girls in the hands of the living God, Stain remembers. Whatever he decides, let it be so. Three days later, they received a message that both girls had been accepted and given full bursaries in the School of Sciences. There was much celebrating. And God continued to bless the bread makers. Before long, the first ever Sky Chef Bakery birthed a second bakery, and then a third, and then a fourth in Shisheke, 200 kilometers from Livingston, until the best rolls were available everywhere. I noticed that there were many small, hungry-looking children gathering around the bakeries, remembered Stain. I asked them why they were here. They all told me the same story. Orphans and hungry. Stain went into the nearest Sky Chef bakery and came out with several large bags filled with fresh rolls. One for each, he said. Though he had made a few kids happy that day, for the moment, Stain realized that he needed to do something more. Orphans need more than just a few rolls, thought Stain. So he and Gladys began talking with their friends, meeting with local service groups, and bringing impossible dreams to life. New schools for the orphans opened up one by one beside the bakeries. We did a lot of praying, says Gladys. We knew we couldn't do much for the children ourselves, but we also knew that since God had given us the bakeries, maybe he was ready to help us do something special for the orphan kids. That rusty old bread mixer, it was God's gift to our family, they say. And now it's a gift to hundreds of lonely orphaned kids. After the girls graduated from the university, Stain and Gladys gave three of their four bakeries to the managers. These bakeries were God's gift to us, Stain told the amazed managers. Now they're our gift to you. However, the deed to your bakery comes with one small requirement. You must agree to make sure that the orphans in the school beside your bakery always have enough rolls and a chicken every Friday. <laughs> there were cheers, high fives, laughter, and promises all around. Sky Chef bakeries still operate in Livingston and Shisheke, along with multiple gardens that produce food for underprivileged orphan children. Beneath the counter of the first bakery, in a place of honorable rest, there is a very dented but sort of shiny old bread mixer, a gift that keeps on giving.